thanks to the City of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Good morning and welcome to another show of Soul Dive and Brimbank Live's Live FM. We're your hosts, AD and Rashani, missing our third musketeer today. That's all good. How are you today, Rashani? I'm really good. We are missing our third musketeer, but for good reason. Um, she's off in Sydney and hopefully she'll, she'll join us um, later in the show. That'll be really exciting. But yeah, I'm really, really good. Um, really excited for the end of the year rolling around. Um, I'm really excited that it looks like it's actually summer now. Like the sun is shining. It actually feels like December. Well, it's been, it's been cold for the last few days, but today is a nice day. Yeah. Um, Definitely looking forward to the end of the year. This year's, I don't even know. I don't even yeah. know what to call it. We're um, ready to part ways 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been memes up saying, you know, I'm not going into 2021 until I see the terms and conditions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're not doing yeah. this again. <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, was it this week, um, early this week, that we all got to meet up for the first time in yes. a very long time, see each mm-hmm. other face-to-face, and that was really exciting, really nice. Some of the um, other hosts of um, Roombank Live's Live FM, we got to meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did, you know, something naughty and gave each other hugs. Yes. Um, but I mean, come on, we've waited this long. So <laughs> yeah. it was really good. Yeah, um, that was so much fun just to see everybody in the flesh um, and just chill and, and chat. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into the studio um, and just being able to, yeah, have some great conversations and discussions with you ladies right next to me. That'd be exciting. Yes. Uh, well, there'll be plenty more next year, guys. So no one's missing out on us. Um, so this morning we have a fun show. We've got another um Am I the asshole segment? And I believe this is uh, the third one we've done mm-hmm. yep. throughout our time on Soul Dive. Um, so three for three. I like the number three. It's an OCD thing. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> it works for you. Yeah. yeah, it works. That's why we did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, guys, it's been two. You know, I don't feel comfortable in my soul. We need a third. <laughs> um, so just for background, Am I the asshole is a segment or a part of a reddit thread um and i'm just going to read out what their little their little bio thing is yeah yeah um because i think they put it really well um and it says it's a catharsis for the frustrated moral philosopher in all of us and a place to finally find out if you were wrong in an argument they've been that's been bothering you tell us about any non-violent conflict you've experienced give us both sides of the story and find out if you're right or you're the asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got uh, a few really interesting um, scenarios to go through, which, you know, um, I think you were mentioning earlier, like some of them are so wild. It's like a movie. We don't, yeah. You know what I mean? So wild. I mean, like they do say nonviolent, but some things um, that people live through, I'm like, wow, like my life just must be so boring and uneventful because the drama in some people's lives chaotic honestly intense ah uh, so let's jump right into the first one because these scenarios are kind of long uh rishani do you want to read us the first one yep absolutely okay so this one um is am i the asshole for saying that my life is tougher than my sister's who is a stay-at-home mum? so this is the description and scenario that she gives i am unmarried and my sister susan is a stay-at-home mum to four children we stay in different states. Um, she chose to become a stay-at-home mum for her four kids voluntarily. My brother, brother-in-law earns very well and they have quite a comfortable life if that detail matters. Um, Susan has always complained about how tough her life is, how hard it is to bring up her four kids and has compared it to my quote-unquote easy life. While it has always rubbed me the wrong way, I've never really said anything because undoubtedly it must be really hard bringing up four children. Over the past years, despite my parents, my other sister Lisa and I living in the same state, Susan has always demanded that we go to her place for Christmas because managing the kids is too hard and being a mum is incredibly difficult. 
Last year, I even suggested a retreat that would be, um, you know, really good for us, but she refused saying it was too hard and that I wouldn't understand since I don't have kids and I'm not married. This year, she expects me to make a trip to her place again. Pandemic, anyone? I refused. I may not have four kids, but I'm extremely busy and have a stressful job. I work about 60 hours a week. And I also don't have the financial security that she does to even risk taking a few days off and have a significant amount of student debt to pay off. Um, So also Lisa, the other sister, has some health issues and therefore I'm the only one who does her grocery shopping. um, And basically it's unsafe for her to also venture out now. When Susan demanded Lisa, my parents and I would um, have to come to her place again this year for Christmas, not to mention that I have to drive and pay for fuel, I point blank refused. She screamed at me. She told me that I'm selfish and that I'd never know the amount of work it takes to be a mother and that it's no surprise no guy wanted to marry me. Ooh, harsh. I also lost my temper and told her it isn't an achievement to give birth to four kids, that she doesn't have to worry about paying her rent or being able to afford her next meal. And there are plenty of life struggles that are tougher than having kids. Lisa is on my side, but she's always had a soft spot for me. My parents think I'm a huge asshole, disrespecting Susan and temporarily not speaking to me. So I know it's hard to be a mum, but am I the asshole? Mm, what a story. I know. I feel um, like this is more common than not. I feel like this is something that happens a lot in life where there's somebody who has children and somebody who doesn't have children. And there's always kind of this thing of like, you don't understand, you don't know hard work until you have kids. So yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, but there are some people that really take it overboard, that take mothering as... I mean, it is hard work, but there's also a lot of hard work in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if looking after kids was that debilitating, you know, that you couldn't do anything at all, you couldn't leave your house, um, you couldn't do anything, then a lot of people would not be becoming mothers because they wouldn't be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, she doesn't have to work. Um, she's got a husband that provides. Yeah. There are so many single moms out there with, you know, four plus kids even mm-hmm. that have to go to work, that have to, you know, be the breadwinners yeah. as well. What happens then? Um, so I think it's kind of selfish, you know, um, not taking turns. Yeah. And it's oh, yeah. really mean, you know, going down that route of you'd never understand. And that's why nobody wants you. That's why you're not married. <laughs> you're taking <laughs> your place now. Like, oh, you can't come back from that, I feel yeah, it's pretty intense. So I don't know if they just severed their relationship because of that. Mm. Um, in terms of the parents, though, um, first of all, don't take sides. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's not your job as a parent. Nope. Um, so I think a big fat mess has been made. Um, and also, I was looking at the ages of the kids. I think the oldest one is, uh, what, 13 and the youngest yes. is seven. They are quite In my older. culture. In my culture, by 13, you're looking after the kids and the whole house. The mom should be free by now. Yeah. You know, with plenty, <laughs> plenty of time to yes. go on a retreat. <laughs> so um, I think she's one of those moms that um, will baby her kids for life, mm. which is not healthy for her because she mm. probably can't identify as anything else but a mother. Yeah. Um, and these kids might never really learn how to be independent because... They've got a hover mummy yeah. um, that's really taking this role mm-hmm. really yeah. seriously. Yeah. No, I feel that. I think that, um, yeah, the kids are kind of older and um, there is kind of no reason to say that you can't um, travel to see your family, especially when you have the means to do it. Like she's obviously financially stable. Um, her kids are a little older. I feel like I'd be a little more sympathetic if her if she had toddlers and babies. Um, mm kind of like all under the age of five or something um you know that would obviously make it difficult um but also like her parents um and her other two sisters in the same state it just logically makes sense that she's the one to go travel and it's not like they haven't in the past have always kind of met her where she's at um and I don't think that it's unreasonable for them to one year say you know hold up we're in the middle of a pandemic maybe you should be coming over to us um 
So I definitely think that that is one thing, but I, as you were saying, AD, like there are hardships in life um, just in general. um, And they're not always attached to being a parent or being a mother. So um, I feel like her family and particularly this sister that's writing this is definitely sympathetic to her being a mother. And she's obviously acknowledged that she understands it must be difficult. And she, um, she obviously hasn't gone through that herself. Um, But I feel like the sympathy isn't kind of, um, kind of met halfway it's definitely not extended back to her um which i think that's why it's kind of become this explosive thing um i yeah i definitely think that i don't know why the parents would see this as unreasonable that this sister's kind of like stood her ground and being like no i can't afford to kind of um drive up and i can't afford to take days off i feel like those are valid reasons she's not just saying no for the sake of saying no um but yeah, uh, I'm I'm not sure. I honestly think that mm. the, the sister writing this is not the asshole. Um, yeah, and you're a psychologist, so do you think this is a form of narcissism where it's like, yeah, it's me, everything's mm. about me, my life is so hard, like nobody else has a life. Um, yeah, I feel like gets me. yeah, there's definitely kind of just like this main character syndrome that maybe this um, this sister has, where she thinks that everything kind of has to revolve. Um, around her and she's kind of like the center of everything Um, but also you know if she is struggling she spoke about it being really difficult and really stressful being a mother Um, and obviously looking at things from the outside perspective where the kids look a bit older we're like you know where is the struggle sitting and there might be (laughs) there might be other things perhaps um, you know that she is struggling with that is kind of more rooted and deeper Uh, maybe at the surface level it doesn't look like um you know, everything kind of looks okay and looks fine for her to kind of travel and meet her family in the state that they're in. Um, But yeah, like it it could just be that it's just a personality thing where she just thinks that everything centers and revolves around her. Um, Or it might just be a deeper issue where she's actually really struggling with something personally. Maybe Mm. she's using her children as kind of like a a scapegoat to say like, oh, I can't travel because of the kids, but really there might be something completely different. Um, And that's me kind of just, you know, kind of hypothetically thinking. Um, Yeah. But on the surface There's always something deeper. Yeah. And my question is, where's the husband? Like, why is it all her job? Like, where's he at? Um, I mean, he's he's the breadwinner. All right. He goes to work. Mm. Yeah. You do a lot of people. Um, Do you come back home and like, Mm. there's always this Um, kind of underlying thing of um you know if somebody is a stay-at-home mum and they've got those roles um that doesn't mean that everything then falls onto them like absolutely everything and it doesn't mean that you can then be absent from that household in a particular way um so i think that you know like we don't know if that is it as well the fact that she feels like it's only her um Mm. and she just feels really overwhelmed with it all um and she doesn't have that support um, that is a possibility too. And I think that that is like a, probably like a whole nother show that we can like delve into, um, you know, definitely what ifs. like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that like looking from the surface level of what we know, um, and I feel like this is, has extended out the sympathy in ways. I do think that, um, yeah. What's her name? Lisa. Is that her name? Am I making that up? Susan. Yeah. Susan, Susan is probably being a little unreasonable here. I don't think it's a big yeah. ask. Okay, so what have we agreed to? Is is it Lisa? I, I'm like, I feel like Lisa was the name. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa was the other sister that... Okay, um, all right, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so the main gal, the one that wrote this, um, mm-hmm. uh, have we come to a consensus whether, they, whether she's the asshole or not? I don't think she's the asshole. I think that, like, as Michelle Obama said, when they go low, you go high. So I think that even though her sister Susan has kind of thrown some things that are a little nasty, um, she should probably not throw those things back. Um, but I think that she is not the asshole um, because what she's requesting is reasonable. Um, she's obviously gone out of her way for a sister in the past. Um, obviously, context-wise, they're living in a pandemic. Um, I feel like the sister should kind of come over for Christmas and if she can't she should just you know happily just be like sorry I can't this year uh, I'll visit you whenever I can it doesn't need to be yeah. dramatic like it doesn't need to be you don't need to get that far yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> I agree um I don't think she's the asshole um maybe there's a misunderstanding there that they needed to clear up and not mm-hmm. just blow up at one another um I'm sure there's good reasons from both sides but 
it's perfectly reasonable to say, I, I just can't afford to, to go to you. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a lot of things going on and I've got to look after our sister Lisa as well and do mm-hmm. her grocery shopping and things like that. Um, and yeah. not fall into full blown conflict and, um, saying really regrettable things. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad stay out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <Thanks. laughs> Seriously. Well, this was a really great scenario, and that was picked by you, Rishani. Um, you're listening to Soul Dive on Bring Bank Live's Live FM with AD and Rishani, and we're going to have more scenarios of Am I the Asshole right after this break. Welcome back to Soul Dive on Bring Bank Live's Live FM with AD and Rishani. Um, so before the break, we were talking about one of um, Am I the Asshole scenarios, whereby... It was a family feud, if I would call it that, um, where one sister uh, who's a mother was uncompromising in um, meeting the other sisters halfway for holidays, for travel, for whatnot, because life is too hard as a mama um, and harder than anybody else's, I guess. Yeah, according to Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we determined that um, the sister that was writing the post was not the asshole. Um, there might have been some misunderstandings, um, but no, no, it's a, a bit unreasonable for for Susan, um, who wouldn't fly over for the holidays just one mm-hmm. time. Um, okay, so we've got another scenario. Um, and on these Reddit posts, there are a lot of uh, acronyms, uh, as I was mentioning <laughs> earlier, and we had to figure those out. Yeah. Um, I just say it, say it and, and put in a few different words until it kind of makes sense. And I'm like, okay, yep, I think that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Not yeah, we like had to do a sh- lot, yeah, a lot of Googling that I had to do to figure out what do all these acronyms even mean? Mm. Speaking, yeah, very different in tongues. On, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, the second one here is... Um, is a bit lengthy, but, uh, and there's lots of different aspects to it. So here we go. Um, am I the asshole for putting a limit on how much my husband can give to his mum? My husband is the sole breadwinner at the moment, but thanks to an early start in my career and assets from my parents, most of our assets come from me. Three years ago, mother-in-law told my husband they were, uh, they were facing bankruptcy and may not be able to pay for my, young, uh, for my much younger brother-in-law's college tuition. We were trying to find, we were trying for a kid at the time and my husband's salary was nowhere enough to cover paying for college, but I had more than enough savings. Obviously, since education is important, I told my husband my money is our money and I'm happy to use it for his brother. Then we moved to the same country as my mother-in-law's parents. And since I had high risk pregnancy, um, it seemed safer to live with them since they had two live-in maids. My mother-in-law's parents are bankrupt uh, thanks to her mother's gambling habits and are fully supported by my father-in-law. My mother-in-law has never worked, but she convinced father-in-law to transfer everything to her um, after he was caught cheating. So she had full control of their money. While my mother-in-law is insisting she had no money to pay for her own son's college tuition and expected my husband to pay for it, She refuses to put a block on online transactions for her dad, uh, her dad's credit card, even though he keeps uh, failing, uh, falling for online scams. Um, And she says it'll hurt his pride. Um, She pays for her father to have cosmetic treatments like removing freckles he got from aging. Um, She acts like a total snob to my brother-in-law's girlfriend. She believes that um, it is a child's duty to pay for their parents So she plans on using all her money to maintain her parents pre-bankruptcy lifestyle, um, have no savings and expects my husband to do the same for her. I snapped. How can you prioritize giving your aging parents a luxurious lifestyle over your own child's education? I got my husband to agree that no matter what happens or how much he earns in the future outside paying for her medical bills, he's not to send his parents more than 1K a month. The older brother-in-law will probably match it So 2K a month is enough to survive um, since they own two apartments and won't have to pay for rent even if they live separately. Mother-in-law won't have her current lifestyle, but if she wants that, she better save up 
if the older brother, um, older brother-in-law refuses because mother-in-law is always a racist B word to his B, uh, to his wife. Still said it. Is always a racist B word to his wife. Then, well, she has it coming. People who know of um, this are split. With some people really hating on me, I still think that it's reasonable, especially since we have a daughter, and I don't want to be a burden to her. The arguments against me is that it's cruel to turn a son against his mother. She raised my husband, so she deserves a percentage of his income. And it's my husband's money, so I shouldn't have uh, a say since I no longer work. So the edit is, um, she forgot to add that mother-in-law also renovated their apartment against their permission. Oh, it, was only <laughs> it was only renovated two and a half years before that, um, that they gave her a key in case of emergencies um, or if they managed to find a buyer. The, uh, she said, we couldn't stop her because we were in a different country. This is a pre, uh, person claiming she's on a budget. And in one of those, um, this can't be fucking real moments. My husband just got a text from the younger brother-in-law saying that mother-in-law has asymptomatic COVID, trying to figure out what is happening. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. There's a lot there. Um, okay. I'm going to start off by saying that I feel like the person writing this post is being as reasonable as they can be given the circumstances. And let me tell you why. I don't think that she's stopping her husband from giving his mother money at all. She's clearly stated like she's just limited the amount. Um, and when you said 1000 a week, was it? Or was it I think a it's month? a month. Okay, but still like that, that's a lot of money to just be lending out to somebody. So I feel like they are really, you know, they're not kind of limiting this in a way that's um, going to be detrimental to, um, to the mother. That, that is a lot of money to be getting from somebody, plus the other $1,000 they're getting from the other son. Um, and I don't think that they're being, or she's being unreasonable in saying, let's limit the money, especially when the money is going to unnecessary things. Um, I also do agree that obviously her mother-in-law has not prioritized um, somebody's education over um, other things like getting her own child's education. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just think that like her priorities are out of whack for the mother, like the mother-in-law, her priorities are out of whack. And I think that um, the daughter-in-law here is being quite reasonable. There are a lot of people that would just say, you know, you should really cut your mom off and you should not give your mom you know, my, your mom, any type of money at all. Um, I don't think that she is trying to dictate or ruin the relationship between the mother-in-law and her husband. I think that the mother-in-law is doing a damn good the job most. of that. Right. Yeah. Um, to begin with. So I think that, yeah, I definitely feel like she's not being unreasonable. She's still happy to help and give money in some type of way, um, which I think is quite noble of her. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, the, the point of the argument being like you help your parents and therefore your children help you. I think that you can try to help everybody in the best way that you can. Um, but you should definitely not rely on somebody else's income to do that. Um, mm. And I don't know whether, I just think that there's a lot of family issues there kind of to begin with and this is probably making it a lot worse but I don't think she's being unreasonable in limiting the amount of money that they as a family give to their mother-in-law when they obviously have their own expenses and things that they need to to tend to mm. what do you think they do yeah for me the biggest thing that stood out is that um the mother-in-law's dad I think has a gambling problem um and she's not cutting yeah off like the credit card or limiting it in any way because it'll hurt his pride. Um, so there's money being wasted that she could be saving for herself yeah. and her luxurious lifestyle. Mm -hmm. The second thing that stood out to me was that they have two live-in maids. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like these people are obviously living well and luxuriously, um, but obviously are bankrupt or are in debt in some type of way and especially with the gambling problem as you mentioned like you can't throw money at a problem particularly like a gambling problem like there's just like a lot of issues there that 
Um, I would not be mad at this daughter-in-law for saying we can't give them money at all because obviously they're putting money towards things that are not helpful or useful for them, um, but also that are quite detrimental. And that's actually putting them into further bankruptcy. So Yeah. Um, and one thing that stands out for me is the whole country difference. So I'm looking at it in a cultural sense because I know being here in the West, um, it's a very individualistic kind of lifestyle where your income is your income and you're not supposed to, you know, go out throwing it at everybody else, including your parents. Everyone should be doing their own thing. And for a lot of people, let's just say here in Australia, the parents set their lives up so that their kids can have a better life. But I know um, from my background that we are expected to look after our parents type thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and our parents look after their parents. So I understand that, but there's always a limit in yes. how you do that. And obviously mm-hmm. you have to be able to live for yourself and then help afterwards. Yeah. Um, so I think the mother has taken advantage of this, I guess, tradition or, or their way of life, or, yeah. you know, um, and is just expecting way too much. She's not expecting any kind of success for her son or her younger son who needs a college education, she's thinking about herself and I gave birth to you guys, therefore you owe me your life. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be living for me and not for yourselves. Which is a really negative and destructive way to see your children, not as people you'd like to see prosper. You know, she's got her own money, so why can't she live for herself and then ask you know for her kids to to be as successful as possible yeah. so that when they can help her it's easy yeah. but she's asking for things smack bang in the middle of other people's issues of their own issues they've got their own child mm-hmm. um yeah you know they need to work for for what they have and you know they can't just be supporting yeah the mother and father like that mm-hmm. but i do understand in a cultural sense taking care of of your parents yeah. um but the parents also have to be Be reasonable yeah and sensitive enough to want the best for their children so it should be whatever you have can you help us out not i expect you to make me live this high lifestyle to pay these two maids that live in here because we're bankrupt Mm -hmm. and i've got my gambling daddy to look after yeah um type thing so i think it's yeah no i think that um and as you were saying you know in my culture too um it's a tradition to kind of have your parents you know, when you're marrying kids, to have your parents live with you, for you to help your parents financially, um, helping them with everything type thing like that is something that runs deep in my culture. I do understand that cultural aspect of, you know, you don't just live for yourself, you also live for the other people around you, particularly your parents or the people that have raised you. Um, But in that sense, all within reason, um, and all definitely not if it's kind of toxic behavior or things that are not you know, helping or things that is beneficial, like mm. throwing money at, you know, your dad's gambling problem, um, you know, is probably not the best way to use your son's money. Um, like, you know, I, I definitely think that, yes, I do understand that you, you can lend a helping hand, which they are, um, but just a helping hand within reason Mm. um and don't exploit it because i feel like obviously like she could take that a thousand dollars try to save some money on the essentials um instead of kind of just continuing to uphold this particular lifestyle which her priorities are kind of this way i think Mm. you're listening to soul dive on brimbank lives live fm with your girls ad and rishani and we're talking about really intense uh family expectation um Mm. i'm wondering how the son feels the one that's paying you know who's in between Mm. his mother and his wife saying do not pay that woman and his mother being like yeah i own you 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 owe me your life um yeah it seems like he has he doesn't have much opinions yeah, and I think that's a that's a sign. The fact that he doesn't have much in here, he's not really sticking up for his wife or his kind of livelihood that they have built together, him and his wife. Um, that he's not kind of calling his mouth. Okay, I 
I love my parents and like, I do respect them and there's cultural things that I adhere to, but like, I don't hesitate in telling them that they're wrong if they're wrong type things. Um, so I think that like in this particular scenario, he needs to maybe be like, hey, mom, like, listen up. I know that <laughs> I know things are tough, but like we're helping you and we're giving you this money. And if you want some help with trying to figure out this money um, and what it should go to, like I'm here to help you. Like, I just think that him not saying anything um, is very indicative of the fact mm. that he probably feels like he's going to ask them. Um, and yeah. that, that's kind of like the vibe I'm getting. And that would make me as a wife even more kind of like upset and mad yeah. at the situation, I think. And I, I feel like this happens a lot, whether it's money or something, but this uh, pull between um, parents and child and mm. then their life partner type thing. Yeah. And there's always that uh, back and forth. So I would, as a wife as well, hate that my husband wouldn't stick up for me um, yeah. type thing. But I also know up until recently, I you know, had to do whatever I can to continue supporting my parents. Like she just expected that mm -hmm. because it was something I never yeah. pushed back against. And I'm like, I owe mm. my, my family, my parents, my life. Um, so me yeah. trying to pay my rent and eat and also have a social life. And she's expecting some sums of money, whether I'm working casual full time or whatnot. Um, yeah. So it took me a really long time to be like, mom, like, come on now come on yeah, now, yeah. like, please give me a break. Like, do you not want me to succeed? Yeah. Do you not want me to have a savings? Do you not want me to grow in life? Like, am I supposed to be paying your mortgage and never being able to save up for anything for myself type thing? And I had to have that difficult yeah. conversation uh, for yeah. her to understand that things aren't the way it used to be back in the days where you didn't have your own yeah. expenses, you know, back home in the village, everybody lived in a communal type situation. You didn't yeah. have to fend for yourself. Everything was for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's the climate and, and our environment now, um, that we have to adapt to and make the older generation, I guess, understand that you can't, you can't live with the same, uh, you can't live the same lifestyle as you did. Or, yeah. 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 Back in the day. I do feel that. I, yeah. I think that I am assuming that your mum is an understanding, lovely woman. I don't It took think a while. It took a while. I used to be like, do you want me to go and sell myself? <laughs> Like, I can't help you, mother. Stop it. Like, Mom. what do you want? <laughs> I, had to, I had to make it really dramatic for her yeah. to understand. You know, like, I'm like, I cannot afford it. I have, it to go, I have to go to work and go sell myself if you really want me to be sending you money. Is that what you want for your daughter? <laughs> and she's like, what? And then she's like, wow. <laughs> That's when we got to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way she could understand. I was um, like, I can't do this. Yeah. So finally, no, I she's I like, think, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> She was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, I do. We get it now, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, I, I do think that, like, there is reason and obviously, you know, it's difficult for maybe, like, a parent to understand that and once they get to that point of understanding, then it's okay. Um, and then I guess, like, you're able to help them out in the way that you can help them out because I do think it's important, like, you know, whether you're earning a hundred thousand um, dollars a year, you know, giving a portion of that looks different to if you're earning like $10,000 a year, like giving a portion of that money to your parents, it, it looks very different. So I think that like all within reason and within, um, yeah, just within reason of what the person can give. Um, but I think that, yeah, the, the priorities here are just not, um, they're, they're not in tune with, I guess, maybe how people think priorities would have to kind of go and be and I think that there are things there obviously she's talking about like her dad's gambling problem and talking about you know I can't cut his credit card off because he's pride like definitely that to me is like a red flag of like yeah. I can see how you treat people in your family and how you want people to uphold a particular standard particularly like the men here you know thinking that they have pride that can't be hurt and therefore you need to keep throwing money at them even when they can't handle the money mm. correctly um, so I just think that there's just like a, a lot of things going on that um, the daughter-in-law has every right to be mad at. And I think yeah. that, I think she's being really reasonable here, like still like happy to give a thousand dollars over to this family that are not obviously using the money well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Exactly. So I think we have come to the conclusion that she is not the asshole. She's quite reasonable. Um, and she's trying her best to please the parents-in-law and also live a life uh, with her family and develop their family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is definitely an ethnic situation. They spoke about different countries. Um, so you can tell that the priorities are very, very different as opposed to what it would be if they were in the Western world. Um, so yeah, intense. <laughs> we should uh, go on to our break. So you're listening to Soul Dive on Brimbank Live's Live FM with your hosts, AD and Rishani. Stay tuned for more after the break. Welcome back to Soul Dive on Brimbank Live's Live FM. We're actually joined today by our third musketeer. She was able to make it at the end. So we've we've got AD, Rashani, and Lydia now. Um, And good to see you. Um, So you're in New South Wales. How is it over there? I just don't even remember the last time I traveled. It feels like it's been so long. That was a really good experience, honestly. Just I love airports. I don't know about you guys, but airports really excite me. The whole going through customs, everything. I just love it. Just adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline, adrenaline. And now I'm here. No, you know? the last time yeah. I was at the airport, there was like army men. And um, oh. I was going to Brisbane and they were questioning everyone. And I, oh, okay. <sighs> even when I'm telling the truth, like when I see authority, <laughs> I just freak out and I was like sweating. Oh, no. I was like, please, my family is here. I swear. Yeah, um, no, that's true. I think people- airports can be really nerve wracking for that reason. Yeah, yeah. You just don't yeah. know what you're going to get run into and i hate flying i hate flying so um i'm glad that you enjoyed the experience (laughs) Lydia. flying it gets a bit like rocky in the air and i'm like oh and then i start praying to jesus (laughs) is this the day i'm just like (laughs) we will land in jesus name amen amen (laughs) all right well let's get right into it i mean the hour just always flies by i don't know how um i'm always like do we have enough but we always end up having way more than enough (laughs) Um, so we are doing, um, this show on, am I the asshole? Um, and the scenario before was a bit intense. I think we concluded that it was probably an ethnic situation where parents, uh, feel like their kids owe them their life and therefore they need to continue supporting them and they don't have to put in any effort because they're busy supporting their parents as well. So Got a bit messy. Um, yeah, a bit messy. Hopefully, um, they've sorted that situation out wherever they are. Um, I so feel have- like, um, Loki, that um, the person in that situation should use the um, the kind of like excuse um, or the scenario <laughs> that you used for your mum, AD. Be like, that will help. That gets through to parents. It'll make them understand. It's the best yeah. way to make them understand is throw something really big and they're like, no, 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 I, I don't want that. I take it back. <laughs> I don't want your uh, prostitution money, okay? <laughs> All right. Our very last scenario um, uh-huh. is is also madness, also a bit of a roller coaster, a bit okay. wild. Um, Rashani, do you want to read us this last one? All righty. Okay. So this is, am I the asshole for telling the police and a private detective where my fiance's sister was hiding after they came looking for her? So it goes like this. The background is this. Yeah. My fiance's sister had an affair with married man from her work. (laughs) She gave him chlamydia and he gave it to his wife. My fiance's sister got it treated but she didn't tell him and he gave it to his wife and she ended up in the hospital. My fiance's sister is also pregnant from the affair. The married man's wife is divorcing him. She is suing my fiance's sister for something called alienating affections because she had an affair with a man she knew was married. In our state, it is a crime to give your partner with an S it is a crime to give your partner an STI and not tell them. The married guy's wife made a statement to the police. Also, fiance's sister was suspended from her job because she was an assistant manager and the married guy was her employee. And that's also against their policy. And there was also sexual harassment issues at play. I know all of this because of what my fiance told me and also because to save money for the wedding and a house, we are living in the basement apartment um, of their parents' home. So a police officer, a private detective hired by the lawyer for the lawsuit and someone from her workplace have come 
here at different times looking for her. She was dodging getting the lawsuit papers and giving a statement to the police. She was telling everyone that she went to stay with her parents, but she wasn't really. Way after the visits from them had happened, I heard my fiance on the phone with her sister. I heard that she was not in the city anymore. I called the private detective and notified the police. My fiance is angry at me for, give, for giving up her sister's whereabouts. She also told me her parents are being looked at for lying to the police about knowing her sister's location and giving her monetary support. I have no idea about what her parents told the police. I only knew that they wanted to talk to her. I don't think I'm the asshole for telling the police and private detective where she was staying. She's an adult and this entire situation is of her own making. My fiance and her parents and sister by extension are angry at me and I think I, and think that I'm the bad guy here. They also blame me for putting stress on her while being pregnant. Am mm. I the asshole? Oh. <laughs> First of all, why was the fiance so involved like it had nothing to do with her type thing that she went out of her way to tell the police and the private detective over things that she's hearing um about her fiance and her fiance's sister like when i first read this i got it all jumbled up and i thought it was um the lady who got the sti who told the police and i'm like rightly so she's mad yeah but the right the fiance like and she went out of her way to do it is that what you mean like yeah like just like it's got nothing to do with you you know what i mean like it's not affecting you in any way type thing mm -hmm. why run and tell the police anything sometimes people who like have i guess a close proximity to someone but don't necessarily have like an actual close relationship feel entitled or mm. like have the like they have the right to kind of step in and be yeah. invested in that situation i feel like this particular person obviously feels like they were doing the right thing you know they were doing the noble thing sort of thing but then obviously the whole family have much higher of a tolerance for her like bullshit you know even though she's gone and acted on conflict of interest had an affair or like if you know given someone an sti her family is still going to do the, everything that they can to like mm -hmm. protect her from the law whereas yeah. this person doesn't seem to be as invested in like yeah. but she's you know? part of the family by extension she's getting yeah. married yeah. to the brother um so yeah. i don't understand she probably why. feels like she doesn't owe the the sister anything and that's probably why mm. i think that she's kind of gone and done this and i mean mm. like maybe the sister's family are really like ride or die. Um, but she was kind of like, I don't need a ride or die for you because yeah. I don't know you in that way. Mm. Um, and but, objectively, you've done something really horrible um, yeah. that I don't agree with. So right. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe she was triggered, you know, like she wouldn't want something like that to happen to her. And mm. she's getting married to this guy whose sister is a goddamn mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, going and having affairs and giving STIs and getting pregnant. Um, and then running away from the law. Mm. Um, so maybe she thought, she's like, imagine if I was in that situation mm. and someone came and did this to my husband and I got an STI. Yeah. Like, I would want yeah. this person gone. I want mm. them yeah. down. Yeah. So um, she did it from a personal point of view, I guess. Yeah, and she put herself in that shoe. Yeah. yeah, she put herself in that shoe and she said, hell no, get rid of this yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that in this life. But in theory, it? yeah, like, I mean, like, in theory, if that was, if that was you, if, like, one of your family members um, ran into trouble, um, the cops were looking for them, or it, mm. it was kind of not just, like, a one-off thing, but, like, obviously, there's, like, a lot of things built up here. If it was, like, to the mm. point of this, like, a lot of things built up, your tolerance is being, like, tested here because it's, you know, a family member or something like that, would you, mm. like call the cops and be like yeah this is happening this is where they're at would you do it or nah, would you kind of just like I couldn't do it I couldn't go couldn't out of my way sometimes I guess I struggle to be dishonest when I'm asked something so if I'm put in a situation where I have to be honest I think I if it's if it yeah I'll, I'll do my best to be honest but if I have to just go out of my way like I would never just go out of my way to incriminate someone like exactly. I'll just let you know and oh, thank you. Oh, we're here. Talk amongst yourselves, guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> arrived. No yeah. worries. Um, the life of, you know, radio stars know, on the go. Yeah. First hand. <laughs> That's what yeah. it looks like. I do think that, um, I think that in theory, everyone wants to think that they'll do 
the right thing. I think in my mind, I'm like, I'll do the right thing no matter what. But when push comes to shove, I am a very ride or die type friend and I will cover some shady stuff for you (laughs) if you need me to. Um, But I think that in this scenario, um, you know, this person was like, I don't owe like this is the zip. Like I really don't, like I don't owe them anything. They're just causing this unnecessary drama and I don't want to be marrying into this drama. So let's just like sort this mess out. Yeah. (laughs) Cops come get her. (laughs) Seriously. Um, I, I'm a ride or die. Sorry. I'm I'm a ride or die, especially if it's my family member. And if I had a partner, I'd expect them to be an extension of me, AKA also ride or die. Yeah. 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 You can't be ride or die. And then have someone who's going to flake on you the second that, yeah. 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 Or undermine what your whole fam, the whole family's cover story, you know, you just (laughs) kind of ruined it. You ruined it. Yes, undermining the whole cover story. I think that you've just got to be consistent. Like, you've just <laughs> got to, like what's the memo here? What are we working with? What are we telling the cops? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> be right back, guys. Yeah, and if you've got nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Do not pick up that phone and call the police and be like, <laughs> I know where they are. I overheard my fiancé talking to his parents. You know, here's, oh here's the whereabouts. Please go grab her. I wonder what the aftermath would be. Like, would the fiance be okay with the fact that um, this person Mm -hmm. is now gone and like, as you said, like undermine the cover story um, and now put their sister in a lot of strife. Um, Like, do you think that the wedding is going to go ahead? That's what I want to know. They're saying that the fiance is not talking to her or is mad at her. Right. So it might take some time for that forgiveness if it were to ever come around. Mm -hmm. But What if something um, drastic because, you know, children are gifts of God and they've done nothing wrong. What if um, the sister, you know, gets tracked down and and something happens to to the child because of stress or whatever is going on, Um, you know, so there are consequences right to to everyone's actions right Uh, i guess in the same sense there are consequences to the sister's actions right so like and i do hear you like i mean they are valid reasons in terms of like you know we don't want to cause unnecessary stress to her and she's obviously already gone through a lot but she's gone through a lot because she's kind of yeah (laughs) like she's kind of um made particular decisions um and she's having to live with the consequences um and it's obviously not great but i don't think that things can then just be blamed on this person Mm. for definitely definitely not but um i think affairs happen affairs happen often and um we need to look at the husband um you know for going out of his way because it seems like the husband who gave the sti is relaxing you know everyone's coming after this woman all of a sudden mm. um who was a free agent except mm-hmm. she was a yep. manager so there's that <laughs> issue she was you know the yep. manager but it takes um, two to tango exactly right so and i feel like i find this a lot in the community where we really look down on a woman mm-hmm. for her for her behavior and we excuse men for theirs their bad actions all of yep. the time um you know women and women fighting with one another mm-hmm. over a man who chose to do the wrong thing, who is the one that's married. At the end of the day, that girl, um, the other lady was single, you know? Mm. And if she wanted to hook up with whoever she wanted, then cool. Um, If that man had the correct morals in his wedding uh, or of his marriage or respected his marriage, he would have said, hey, I'm not interested. I've got a wife. Mm. He was involved in this affair. Yeah, yeah her, her acting on like the conflict of interest and obviously just the, just the fact that he was a married man is like one thing, I guess that's that moral issue. But I also feel like, I also feel like this is because bringing it back to whether or not she's the asshole or not, it's kind of a debate over a moral <coughs> issue and just like a legal issue. Because you could hide behind the law and be like, oh no, like she's doing the wrong thing. Or you mm. could be like, no, the, the family code, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. is she really... Is she an asshole? She's definitely an asshole for getting giving an STI and not not yeah. telling t- not telling him for that. If anything, yeah. that's the tipping point for me. That's the sort of thing that almost makes me want to say that yeah, she's an asshole. Mm. Um, yeah, I think but- that it's it's also a thing of um, maybe she the actual person that we're talking about, um, the fiance sister. Um, the debate for her being an asshole or not is there, but it's also the person who has like dubbed her into the cops like is that person particularly the asshole 
for doing that because really they've done nothing in the situation other than just say this person is here cops come get her type thing mm. um and i also this just takes me back to the whole barnaby joyce um thing you know how he had an affair with a woman in his office and got mm-hmm. her pregnant um and is now with her and left his family type thing mm-hmm. um Exact same story, minus the STIs, you know, minus the STIs. Um, and no cops were involved, you know. So this is not a new thing. I just think yeah. that people were hurt. And yeah. the way that they retaliated was bringing the law into this mm-hmm. and saying that I'm going to destroy you with the law um, and try and ruin your life that way just mm-hmm. because they are hurt. You know, they're hurting, they're heartbroken by yeah. what's happened. Um so I understand the wife who got the STI going to the police, you know, she's, mm. she's, she's raging, you know, I'd be raging too. Yeah. But that sister. Yeah. Was she doing too much? She might've been yeah. doing too much. <laughs> she did the mostest. Yeah. <laughs> did a bit much. Um, so we'll leave it here, I guess. Um, next week is our very last show for the year which is exciting. Um, and I really look forward to it. Um, let's, let's end off by one thing we're grateful for at the moment. Yeah, How about that? yeah love it. Lydia, you tell us. I'm grateful for the ability to travel, I guess, the ability to just go and experience a new environment. And yeah, just having that luxury, I guess, is really, really nice. Mm. Feels good to be out of Melbourne. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Rashani. Um, one thing I'm grateful for, probably the ability to now at this time of the year, being able to like wind down um, and just like be at a sense of calm and ease um, and reflect on the year um, and reflect on my um, uneventful life compared to all of these scenarios that we went through today, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> hey, miss me with those events. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> we're still young we don't know who knows we might we might be the one having an affair with a married man later yeah. on in life and one of us will be writing it on am i the asshole like um am i the asshole <laughs> dubbing in ad oh, now now I ha- we have a template of how to act i'll be i'll be the person dug- you know no actually no i won't be that person <laughs> all right well i am grateful for um mm-hmm. having this platform you know to talk about things um that are serious and not so serious and linking up with you guys every friday morning and just being together even though we're not together um so i guess grateful for the technology that can keep us um together yeah yeah um (laughs) well we're gonna leave it here guys you are listening to soul dive on brimbank lives live fm with your hosts ad rashani and lydia Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. See ya. With thanks to the city of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. (laughs) 